0: Farm equipment dealers are busy preparing for a harvest that looks to be high yielding. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Jeff Sloan is the president of Sloan Implement, a full service John Deere dealer. He explains what part and equipment availability looks like going into the harvest and into the new year. But first he describes the to-do list that your local Sloan Implement is working on during one of their busiest months.
1: You know, we're just trying to get, you know, all of our harvest equipment, our combines and heads just through the shop and ready to go. We've got, you know, new machines coming in from the factory that need set up. We've got customer machines that are here for the their preseason inspection. And then, you know, we've got some used sales that also need to go out. So it's, it's always the busiest month for our service departments, just the lead up to harvest. Um, looks like there's a big crop out there. And just with the timely rains that we've had, maybe we're going to get a little bit of a, a buffer just with a, a later start than normal. And we're going to need every minute we can to get all this stuff out the door.
0: Uh, how are repair technicians prepping for harvest?
1: You know, I think they're doing well. We, we try to be, you know, cognizant of our uh, technicians' time in the summer months where, you know, they go so hard in the spring to have a little bit of a break and get, re- you know, recovered in the summer months before the long-fall harvest hits. So it's a balancing act. We have a ton of work there, but we also know that personal time or some relaxation time is important because once, you know, beginning of September or mid-September hits and harvest is full bore, unless there's extended rain, we really don't have much of a slow time until all the crop is out. So it's it's kind of the calm before the storm. I mean, they're aware of, of the workload and the jobs that are on their, their whiteboards if they need to get out the door. And, you know, it's about the time where Saturdays are becoming more and more mandatory to have them, you know, in the facility so we can get through all this all this work that we have.
0: And when it comes to your workforce, Jeff, you know, how is finding mechanics, finding those technicians, getting people in the store and ready to go? Are you experiencing some of those same workforce challenges that other agribusinesses are facing?
1: You know, I think since the start of the pandemic, it's got it's gotten easier. You know, we're We've always had job openings in our service department. We're always looking for you know people with a good work ethic that want to you know can be a good mechanic for us. and we we've implemented like a uh, an apprenticeship program probably in our like seventh or eighth year by now, where we just you know we, we have an open invite if you want to come work for us and you want to show up on time with a good good attitude and good work ethic, we'll we'll train you on the job. You don't need any experience to become a mechanic. And we've had excellent luck. We've probably uh, placed about 50 full-time technicians through that program. Um, So, you know, I think we could always use more bodies. We could always use more experienced technicians. But I think in the past two years, we're, we're, you know, having about as, as good of luck as possible of finding candidates to work for us. So it's you know, it's, it's a silver lining on a gray cloud for sure.
0: I, I want to shift the conversation now to the supply chain. You know, Jeff, my folks, we only used antique equipment <laughs> on the farm. So any time, it felt like there was always an issue. Every time we were out baling hay, I feel like every day we had to go to the implement and parts store to get pins and knotters. That's what I'm thinking about now when farmers are about to get in the field for harvest, when they need to go get parts. Are the parts going to be available?
1: Uh, I think so. I think we're in a better position than we have been in the last three years as far as parts availability. We've made a concerted effort just to stock up, you know, have more parts on hand than we ever had in our history. Uh, We've got about $17 million more parts on the shelves right now than we did a year ago. Uh, We share all of our parts inventory between all of our 22 John Deere locations, and we also have Sloan Express with some aftermarket parts. So maybe if the original manufacturer part isn't there, we could find a substitute through Sloan Express. So I feel like you're, you know, with with the full line of John Deere equipment going back, you know, sixty, seventy years of machinery that are still in production today. Are you going to have every part for all those machines on the shelf? No, that's an impossibility. But we do feel like we we've made a, a good effort of of stocking up on on those fast moving parts, so we aren't caught, you know, out out in the cold with. Uh, with the shortage or anything. And I know Deer, as a, as a company, their uh, parts distribution warehouse in, in Milan, Illinois, is in the best shape it's been in, in about two and a half years as well. So I think, you know, compared to a year ago or two years ago, uh, I feel really good about going into the fall.
0: Whether you like it or not, what happens two time zones away from us here in Wisconsin has a ripple effect. So I don't know what you want to say about if you felt the impacts uh, of the John Deere labor strikes that have that are done now, or the Oakland port shutdowns that have been going on in California, and how you worked around that.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would say the the port shutdown, we're still feeling that. I think just you know as slow as things are to get get to the to the distribution points and the the additional costs involved with with container shipments. You know, I think everybody will feel that. The labor, you know, the the strike at at, with Deer and Company. Overall, I think you know both sides were happy with the results there. Um, I think for Deer and and the union, they came to agreement pretty quickly, and you know it it transpired in probably one of in the slower months of of the the build cycle, uh, and also at a time when there were you know constraints of how many new units they could push you know build down the line anyway, so. Overall, you know, if you talk to to the union members, I think they feel like they got a good deal. And I think John Deere, just in an unprecedented time to take care, you know, come to a negotiation, you know, and settle it, I think, relatively quickly, I think it was a win for both sides.
0: Now we'll talk about some fun stuff here, new equipment, but maybe not so much fun because of some of the wait times that folks have been experiencing when it comes to ordering a new tractor, new combine. How is new equipment stacking up for 2023, Jeff?
1: Um, I think tractors are still going to be in, in short supply. Um, we'll probably get to sell the same amount of tractors as we did the year before. So I think, you know, but, but I think Universally, tractors, there's the highest demand for that product line at John Deere's catalog just because of the, the versatility and the year-round usage of them. Uh, if you look at harvesting equipment uh, for next year, we should be able to sell the same amount that we sold for this year, and same with heads as well. So we feel pretty good about that. Um, you know, We're not going to be constrained. Uh, we're going to be able to you know, go out and, and make a similar number of sales as we did for this year. Uh, we just wrapped up our, our planter early order for 23 inch sprayers. And I feel like, you know, any any of our customers that wanted one of those products, we were able to get, get one for them. And we even had some stock units to spare at the end of the order period. So I never would have guessed that. I never would have thought we would have, you know, there would be inventory remaining that we would have stock units. And we did. So, I mean, I, I thought that was a very nice surprise.
0: Do you feel good about what you have on hand? And if I were to order something that you don't have, how long does it take usually for it to to get to the farm?
1: I guess it depends on what product you're looking for. Tractors, I think we're, we've got build slots for for spring into June, so I mean that's not too far off, really. I mean normally it's like maybe it's a six month lead time, and now we're at eight to ten months. We've we've gone out and and tried to supply, you know, source as many use tractors as we can just to have some inventory. So we've been proactive there. Um, so, I mean, our lot looks pretty full right now.
0: Combines, we
1: probably have, you know, a little less than normal combine inventory on, on the use side. Uh, we do still have some, some new orders to sell uh, right around fall, delivery dates. It, it, it's all dependent on what product you, you're, you're, you're searching for because there are on certain, certain items like planters or sprayers or balers or tillage, a set time of year where you place that order for the following year, and then there's a product like a tractor where it's just a continual order bank throughout the year. Uh, and then with the you know the different factories that Deere has, you know the bigger tractors in Waterloo they have a build cycle. Uh, the smaller tractors in Augusta, Georgia, they have a, a different build cycle. So yeah, I guess you know the roundabout answer is. It depends.
0: You and I are talking about some of those logistics. Uh, what the equipment dealers, the implement dealers, have to think about when it comes to getting what you need for the harvest season. But Jeff, we haven't talked yet about consumer demand. What does demand look like for new equipment? Are your eyes wide at maybe what you're seeing for used equipment?
1: I think business is excellent right now. Um, I, I can't, I can't complain about too much, really. To be honest with you, I mean commodity prices are hanging in there, and it looks like we should have good yields. Um, I know the input input costs are, are looming, but I think for model year 22, guys are, you know, they should have a good year, Sloan an input will have a good year. You know, we have some inventory to sell, so that's promising. The demand's excellent. So, yeah, I feel really good about 22, 23. You know, I would feel good about that as well, maybe not with as much certainty, but I just feel with the, with all the global pressures out there on, on and, and, you know demand for food, that U.S. farmers should benefit from that here in the next couple of years.
0: And now you know that just like you're getting your ducks in a row ahead of the harvest, so is your equipment dealer. Jeff Sloan is the president of Sloan Implement with an outlook on how parts, machinery, and labor are stacking up to round out this year and to begin 2023. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.